0: the Exec MBA podcast. I'm your host Brett Twitty and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, we continue our ongoing spotlight on the academic experience here at the Darden School of Business with a conversation with Learning Team 5, featuring members of our part-time MBA class of 2025. If you've ever wondered about how a learning team sets norms, how they decide to work together, how they divide up the work, and so much more, you've come to the right place. This conversation is essential listening. So without further ado, here is my interview. Learning Team 5 from our part-time MBA class of 2025.
1: Corey, Feline, Zoe, JP, Kat, Hugh, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thanks for
2: having us, Brett. Virtually, it's awesome. Yeah. Well,
1: it's great having y'all here. This is a Learning Team podcast. I, I do think this probably pushes the record uh, for a total number of podcast guests. These Learning Team podcasts tend to be, uh, well, a pretty large group uh, for a conversation. I'm really looking forward to it. It's nice to have members of the part-time MBA class of 2025 here. Um, Corey, you were the first to speak, so I'm going to come to you first. Uh, How are things going? How are you doing?
2: It's awesome. We just uh, wrapped up Q4, or I guess we're wrapping up. We have till midnight to submit the final exam, so I still have to press submit on one. Uh, No, it's going really good. It's flying by, like halfway through the core curriculum. Excited to see how these... uh, electives are going to shape out. And uh, yeah, it's flying by. Really.
1: Boulin, how are you doing?
3: Yeah, I mean, I've had a great time so far. I'm excited to see what's next. Um, I was a little nervous coming into the program about, you know, will I have the time and flexibility to manage everything? And I feel like very easily I've been able to manage, you know, the, the workload with my day job. Um, and it's, it's been great.
1: Though we are, our listeners will recognize your voice from your previous appearance on the podcast, but it's worth checking back in with you. How are things?
4: Yeah, it, it's, it's great. I'm excited for class tomorrow. Get to see who I get to sit next to, where I am uh, in terms of the classroom.
1: <laughs> That's right. You entered a new quarter tomorrow, quarter five, and each quarter the seats move around. Right. You get a new new seating assignment. So, uh, yeah,
4: there's always whispers of who's in the front, who's in the back.
3: (laughs) Your preferred seat. But luckily for our learning team, we kind of know where all of us are going to be seated so we can make eye contact when we have inside jokes, which has been very convenient for the past.
1: (laughs) I gather from talking with other learning teams that occasionally uh, there's uh, sidebar teams chats that are happening some some messaging if if somebody needs a little help uh with answering a question maybe some eye contact jokes etc yeah
4: last quarter jp and i sat across from each other and so i think one of us made a joke and then i just we all stared at each other and started laughing
1: (laughs) well jp
5: how are things things are great yeah like uh like my friends have said, we're wrapping up our fourth quarter. It's uh it's been a little bit like drinking from a fire hose, but, uh, you know, fortunately, can rely on, on my friends here to help us while while working and, and studying and taking finals. So, it's been it's been a great experience so far.
1: And Kat, how are you doing? Great, yeah.
6: Um, so we just finished up finance, which very different for me not coming from that background so happy to be done with that and we're heading into uh economics i think this next quarter so hopefully that will be a little bit more my speed but overall very good
1: that's the nice thing about the program every couple months you get you get new classes so uh y'all came out of a quarter where you had finance and leading organizations uh the second half of the leading organizations course and now you get new classes here at quarter five um q uh we started uh by talking um That you might have had a very busy weekend, uh, the past uh, past couple weekends, maybe out of town uh, for something. How are things going uh, with you?
7: Yeah, maybe I can better answer this question after I'm done with my final exams. But um, I think overall, the experience at Darden has been great. Um, And I'm just trying to wrap up and trying to submit the finance and um, the LO exams before the deadline tonight.
1: All right. And still making time for the podcast, which I appreciate. Thank you so much. And appreciate all of you being on here. Um, we've been doing a series of podcast conversations about the learning experience here at Darden, talking about learning through the case method. We have conversations with students, faculty, and also as part of this, you know, learning teams play an integral role in the academic experience here at Darden. So wanted to invite a part-time MBA learning team on to talk about how students in our part-time program work together to make the academic load a bit more manageable. Um, but before we get there, I want to set the scene a bit more. Have you learned about the people who are on this call? Um, so, Feline, I'm going to come to you uh, with this question. Tell us more about you and, and your background. What did you do uh, before coming to Darton, and what do you do currently?
3: Sure. Uh, so I am a little bit of an untraditional, I guess, uh, Student here at Darden. Um, I'm an anesthesiologist by training. I am practicing right now in Maryland and in DC. Um, I finished residency, which is our post medical school training in anesthesia in 2021. So I'm in, in my second year as an attending um, physician. And so I applied to Darden, uh, I think midway through my first year as an attending, because I very quickly realized how. Uh, healthcare was run by a lot of people that don't understand business or clinical medicine, and I wanted to kind of change that. So that was my motivation. Um, and I knew I wanted a MBA program that was very well rounded, and it wasn't just like a healthcare-focused MBA program or something like that. Um, and Darton fit the bill.
1: Zoe, tell us a little bit more about you. Who are you, and uh, what's your background?
4: Uh, yeah, I'm Zoe. I I think I mentioned it in the last <laughs> podcast episode, so I don't have to go on for too long. Um, I am a government consulting. Uh, I work with healthcare uh, analytics stuff. And yeah, I wanted to pursue business uh, as a master's just to get a sense of the world and um, kind of combine my engineering background to, with business.
1: All right, and I highly recommend checking out that previous conversation that Zoe participated in. It's a conversation with a few students from our part-time MBA class of 2025, all about learning uh, through the case method and the participatory approach here at Darden. JP, tell us more about your story. Um, what's your background? how did you decide to pursue an MBA?
5: Yep, my name's JP Patark. I'm a senior financial analyst at Nestle. And MBA was important uh, for me, in, in in terms of a career direction, it was going to help me kind of move up into the more managerial roles within a, a finance, corporate finance function. Um, so far, like I said before, it's been great. It's been, I think the best part about it, um, when I was deciding between programs, uh, the ability to take what you learn into the or take what you what you what you work on into the classroom and what you learn in the classroom into the the office i've had countless experiences of of both and it just kind of compounds your learning experience and that that's been incredibly valuable
1: thank you jp and kat tell us a little bit more about you and how you decided to pursue an mba
6: yeah, so I'm a strategy manager right now. I actually started my career in sales. I was considering a full-time VA to sort of make a transition from sales into, you know, finance or something slightly different. Um, but I love Bloomberg, didn't want to leave DC, didn't want to leave Bloomberg. So um, when Darden, the part-time program came along, it was just perfect for me. It actually helped me transition into my current strategy position. So yeah, it's been great.
1: All right, Hugh? Tell us a little bit more about you and and your background and how you decided to
0: pursue an MBA.
7: Sure. So I would say first, first off, you know, I think my passion um, is for making a positive impact in the world. And, you know, for the past several years now, uh, my career has been in the climate advocacy space. So I was originally started originally started at a nonprofit environmental advocacy organization. Um, However, sort of being in the bubble of DC, I realized that change could also be made not just within the political spectrum. Um, and so part of my desire to pursue an MBA was to really be an industry leader um, on the business side of the sustainability and sort of climate, clean energy sector. And so um, I was drawn to Darden um, because of the fact that, um, you know part of the school and the curriculum inspires um, socially responsible leaders and there's a curriculum that's tailored and built off of that. And so, um, that's part of the reason
2: why I attended DARTU.
1: All right. Last but not least, Corey, tell us more about you and, and how you decided to pursue an MBA.
2: Yeah. So I'm a civil engineer by trade. I'm active duty Navy. So a CV for those that uh, know what that is. Uh, I had my first, so I've got eight years in now, uh, my first seven ish were out in Southern California about a year ago. Now I found out I was PCSing to DC area, Uh, And I'd always kind of like flirted with the idea of getting out, transitioning out to the private sector uh, for something more than civil engineering. You know, I I really like numbers and I'm an engineer by trade, but I also like the finance and the business world of things. And so when I knew I was PCS and one of my buddies was like, hey, you realize uh, Darden Public University, you can use your GI Bill. Um, And they've got a part-time program inaugural one going on in Roslyn, like right there in DC." And so just kind of follow those breadcrumbs and, and here we are I'm enrolled at the part-time program at Darden. All right.
1: Well, thank you all for sharing a little bit about your stories. Let's talk a little bit more about your learning team. So Zoe, I'm going to come to you to kick us off on this question. Um, tell us more about your learning team. First of all, what what's your number? Learning team?
4: We're team five.
1: All right. LT5. Yeah.
4: Our um, teams is currently still team five named TBD. So we technically do not have a special name yet. <laughs> I think it's just going to stay like that for the rest of our program. Um, because, you know, you can't put a label on us. We're we're a very eclectic group. Um, the great thing about us is that we all like each other. Um, though Corey just thinks we're acquaintances, but <laughs> the rest of us think we're friends. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, I think our, our our group is very efficient. Um, we know what it means to buckle down and do work, and then we also know when to hang out and invest in each other's lives personally, and we strike a really good balance between the two. Um, so, for example, um, it's the end of finals week um, for some of us, <laughs> um, but we're going to have a dinner after this podcast is being recorded, um, and we've had a couple of those. And, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um getting to know each other and to hang out with each other and uh, learn business together.
3: Can I piggyback off of uh, what Zoe just said? So I came into this program, obviously having been through graduate school before medical school, residency, I wasn't coming in expecting to like really make any friends that were going to be like lifelong friends or anything. I was like, I'm coming in, I'm going to get my degree, I'm going to be done with this. Uh, and I was fully surprised, happily so, that, you know, I'm. We've got a great learning team. I've made some really great friends, obviously in our team and our learning team, but outside of it as well. Um, and the whole like collaborative, very much um, kind of just working together atmosphere. And like Zoe said, you know, we we invested obviously in our degree and our education, but we're investing in each other's lives personally. And I feel like all five of you guys, I know personally at some point, Corey's just an acquaintance though,
2: um, and it's been great. <laughs> there's more to that. So, you know, it takes a little bit of time to uh, become friends. And like day two, they're like, hey, we're friends. And I'm like, maybe, but like right now we're acquaintances. We're like learning team members. We don't even have like bylaws. And I don't think we ever will. We just kind of roll with it. Uh, But I think what's interesting is Darden is very intentional on how they put the learning teams together, at least from a diversity standpoint. If you look at us, we all look different. If you look at our jobs, we all do different things but I don't know if you all like secretively made us do like anagram test or Myers-Briggs, but we also somehow all mesh uh, personality wise too. So uh, kudos to you, Brett, and the team to, to put us together. We mesh really well here with uh, team five.
1: I love that LT5, no labels, no bylaws. Uh, it's great. Um, well, I will say to pick up on what, Corey just shared. I mean, we do think a lot about the learning teams. We probably spend more time on it than uh, students may realize, they may just think, oh gosh, teams are kind of thrown together. But the reality is it's a product of several days of work. You kind of put the teams together, you let them sit for a little while, you come back, come back to them, sort of look at the mix of people, backgrounds, where people are coming from. And the nice thing about the admissions process is we get a chance to get to know the students uh, through the process a bit, and can kind of think a little bit about personalities too um, as we're forming forming the team, so hopefully the teams work together, not every team immediately clicks, but it's always great to hear about a team that really enjoys working together and is and is having a very positive experience j p um what has uh, what has l t five meant to you um what do you enjoy about the team?
5: What do i enjoy I, I love my team um, the the thing I think that that's it, I like it's burned into my memory but the first or second day of of R1 we you know we were assigned our learning teams. we were put in our learning team room down in, in Charlottesville and Feline came in and he said look I don't know about you guys but I'm here I'm here to have fun and I think you know that probably cuz he'd been in school for you know nine out of the last 10 years but uh, but it kind of set the tone for us uh, to Take this as a learning experience, uh, you know, the entire time, but but also make sure that you are having fun and learning along the way, and, and you know, doing things like these, um, the dinners that we do together, or we, we'll go out on weekends together. So it's been like like my friends have said, a, a nice balance, um, and and I find that to be like the best part about the learning experience and the learning team is it really is helpful um, as you uh, usher through the orders
1: yeah one of your classmates uh described himself as like a residential student but in the evening program and i thought that was such an interesting way to describe the part-time student experience because well you all basically live near each other it's very easy to get together say you want to get the team together for for a dinner, you can, you can do that because the part time MBA, because of the structure of the program here, very local program. So uh, Kat, what do you enjoy about your learning team?
6: Yeah, I would say everybody's obviously really, really smart, motivated, all those great things. But I think everybody's also very humble, which isn't always, you know, characteristic of a group of MBAs getting together, but everybody's really like focused on self-improvement and knows where their weaknesses are. And yeah, just a good, kind group of people.
5: And Hugh, what do you enjoy about your learning team banks?
7: I think one of the things that stands out, if I can share a story actually, um, kind of building off of what JP had mentioned about the first time we sort of got together um, during residency week. So the first time we ever met each other, it was during this competition where we had to compete with all the other learning teams with building a Lego tower. um, And... I just remember being shell-shocked because I'm not an engineer by, by trade, like Corey is. And there were certain um, instructions that we had to meet regarding like how high we had to build this tower. And like someone would come and try to blow the tower down. And so what really impressed me was right off the bat was just how everyone was able to sort of just dive right in without understanding or knowing what each of our backgrounds were initially to begin with, and that we were just ready... To sort of get our hands dirty, but quickly understand where all of our strengths and weaknesses were right off the bat and finding ways in which we can add value to our group participation in, in that project. And so, um, and that sort of has carried on, um, throughout the rest of this tenure that we've had together. And, um, you know, I'm happy, uh, to be with this entire group. So
1: yeah, I remember seeing those photos from, uh, the first week long residency you had a did the lego project and um, looked like everybody was having a good time uh, i'm looking forward to that that week again it's, it never fails talked with a bunch of your classmates about their favorite experience from the program thus far that fir- first week uh in charlottesville has come up time and again it's a, it's a great it's a great experience and of course y'all will get to go back to charlottesville at the at the end of the course so looking forward to that as well jp um i wonder there's a lot going on you mentioned uh the workload Taking two classes typically per quarter, there's a lot to do. Uh, how has the learning team helped you uh, with with the
5: workload uh, in the program? Tremendously. Uh, um, we we started out our um, our kind of division of labor with a little calendar that that a Corey built, and so we'll two people will take care of the uh, of each case. So develop the calendar and it just randomizes who takes care of the you know the cases and the notes um, so that way if you're pressed for time if work is crazy you know i know hugh cat and and i switch jobs mid mid uh, mid program and sometimes you just don't have time to uh fully take in or do all the the, the excel work for example you can always count on your team kind of helping you there Taken, taken a little bit of weight off your shoulders so you can focus on other things in that, that are going on in life. So that's one aspect through which you know the learning team has been extremely helpful.
1: How about for you, Hugh? How's the how's the team been been helpful?
5: I mean everything. JP has just said. Um, I think. I think adding on top of
7: that, I think the most helpful thing is just the breadth of experience that everyone brings to the table. Um, I remember Brett during a happy hour event that you had organized. Um, and I remember asking you right before the learning teams were created, can I please get a finance person on my team? Because this is an area in which I know I am going to be extremely lacking in. Um, and so the fact that, you know, we've gotten, I've been able to be paired with all these folks that help sort of cover or to assist with some of the areas in which I struggle with has been immensely um, helpful. And I think that speaks to the character of everyone within this learning team who, you know, despite all the dumb questions that I asked, and I ask tons of dumb questions, um, everyone is willing to be able to answer them or help me um, or, you know, pick up the phone and answer it when I have questions about a case, um, or something that was discussed during class. And so um, I think the learning team has been extremely immense, uh, helpful in that regard.
1: Yeah. What would you want to highlight, uh, from the learning team in terms of how it's helped you, uh, navigate the, the program thus far?
6: Yeah, just to add on, I think, you know, we're all really reliable and committed, but we're also, we show a lot of grace. Um, so I know at one point I was visiting my family and I uploaded my Excel lot to the wrong folder. Um, and I missed the meeting and then I showed up to class and I was like, Hey guys, like we're all sad, it's all in there, and it actually wasn't in the right folder. Um, And they were so kind about it. They were like, no, we met, we went through it, it's all all fine. So yeah, just being really focused and committed, but also showing grace with one another.
1: I appreciate that. I I think in the program, you have to give yourself grace, and you also have to be willing to give other people uh, that that same courtesy. Corey, your name was invoked as having helped Build this calendar um, that assigns cases uh, for people to read. Um, how has the team uh, been helpful to you?
2: Yeah, so as an engineer, efficiency is like number one thing. So uh, making sure I'm not having to do every single 30 page case every week by myself uh, has been huge. But no, so one other thing we do is uh, so we have class on Mondays and Thursdays, and we'll meet usually the night before to kind of pre brief it and, and have our good idea fairy time of, hey, you know, I think this is what we should talk about. And I think the cool thing is we'll, we'll kind of slap the table and come to a consensus of what we think or how we translate the case and what the important facts are. But it's not like you shall agree with it and talk about it in, in class that way. Like everyone's still an individual and you can branch off and give your own answer in class. But we're all we're all a good sounding board together in those pre brief meetings to say, like, hey, this is how I interpreted it. But if but I'm not forcing you to also understand it the same way I didn't.
1: I'll just note for our listeners, uh, there are some cases that are 30 pages, not every case is 30 pages here at the Darden School of Business. Um, uh,
2: yeah, you're right. I would say most of them are like eh, six or seven. Uh, but yeah, there are those outliers. And so, you know, fingers crossed that I don't get stuck with a 31 on one week.
1: All right, Feline, how about for you? I mean, you've got a full plate, you're, you're in the hospital doing all kinds of all, th- all kinds of things. How, how's the team been helpful? You.
3: I I like uh, Kat said earlier, I mean, there's a lot of grace. Um, and I mean, these guys understand there'll be days, even if we have a meeting, I'll say that, hey, I'm on call tonight. I may take the call in between cases at the hospital, but don't count on me being super present. And everyone seems to be very understanding. Um, at least they haven't brought it up as a negative to me, um, but it's, it's been helpful being able to uh, just see how everyone thinks i think everyone thinks very differently um and so when we come together as a team to discuss either a case or something more technical like an excel model um just seeing how everyone approaches a problem has been really interesting and I, our backgrounds really do shine and with corey being an engineer uh, you can see that kind of technical mind uh jp is one of those guys that can format any model and make it look so pristine Um, And Kat with her strategy, Zoe with all of her uh, background and understanding uh, some of this kind of the nuances of some of the more soft, I guess, uh, cases that we do. And Hugh always kind of brings in the like the one-liners that are just really, you know, ties everything together. I feel like we all kind of complement each other's um, impact in class. (laughs)
1: I appreciate the, the, the points that are being made around your complementary skills and backgrounds. I mean, we, we do try to think about that when putting the, the teams together. Um, Zoe, I wonder how did y'all figure out how you were going to work together? This is probably one of the biggest challenges for working professional teams, because you're all working, you've got school, you got life, you got all these things happening. Um, how do you how did you figure out what your meeting cadence would be or how you wanted to work together?
4: Yeah, um they gave us or the program team gave us an opportunity during R1 to set um expectations, set norms with each other. And I think that really set the foundation um of even though, you know, we um may not have known each other or our, our specific tendencies it, at the beginning, we made it clear that hey, we are here, we're committed to getting this degree, but also this is a part-time program. We have life and work outside of what we have uh, at school. And so it's very important for us to say, we're here for each other. This is what the learning team is for. And we're going to make the effort of, um, once again, investing in each other's lives. And so, yeah, we, uh, once we had that down, I think uh, one of the things that came to my mind also is our le- leading organizations class uh, the first time around. Uh, I think that was Q1, uh, where Professor Roberts essentially told us to talk about our best selves, and we also had to talk about our learning teams' best selves. So we went through we went through one quarter together, and so we had to tell each other, "Hey." I like this about JP, that JP goes to the professor when he has questions and he always, you know, gives a good response um, and shares it with the entire learning team. And so people who may have been struggling but didn't vocalize their struggle is able to get results. And so that's, we had to be very specific and we had to email every single learning team member. And I think through that, we had to, it didn't, we didn't really have to dig for it, but we had to find like the strengths of each other and um, use those to complement each other and figure out Sunday night is the best time. Um, so like quirks like that, um, that you would develop in a friend group, but we didn't think that we would develop that in a business learning team. And I think that was a great surprise.
1: I want to talk a little bit about some of the norms that you, that you put in place as part of this conversation. JP, um, is there a norm you would want to highlight? I think it's just good for prospective students to hear how some of the teams set these kind of rules of engagement, how they want to work together.
5: Sure. I think, um, you know, for all the the things, and you know, we're all from d- different backgrounds. The one uh, characteristic of of, our, of everyone on this learning team that has kind of translated into a norm is how flexible we all are with each other. Uh, We were understanding of people's times commit time commitments, uh, And you have to be, to be able to balance, you know, the, the realities of a, of a part-time program. Uh, So I I would, I would say that the flexibility aspect of our group is, has been extremely helpful. You know, we don't expect everyone to come to the, our, our weekly meetings having read and prepared every single part of the case right we if you can do it great if you can't join us to talk about and hopefully learn uh, before class so I think uh, yeah number one norm is our flexibility but an unspoken one at that
1: you is there a norm or a way that, that the team works together that jumps out to you that you would want to share with listeners here
7: Yeah, I think a fun, quirky norm that we've sort of established is I think Zoe likes to arrange um, a bunch of events or um, random uh, sort of ideas. Like, for example, with Halloween, um, Zoe put together these SIM hats that everyone on a learning team uh, had to wear in class. Um, And so I think that's just a great way of us sort of being engaged. Um, with each other outside of you know, the social aspects where, where we're meeting up for dinner or other gatherings, but to also create an atmosphere of, um, of a fun liveliness, uh, whether inside the classroom, but also outside the classroom. And um, that's just one specific example.
1: Yeah, is there anything that jumps out to you from how the team works together um, that you'd wanna highlight here?
6: Yeah, I think everybody really offers to help when they can. Um, For example, I know JP a few times, if we're still struggling with a case by the end of our meeting, he's like, no, I'm free tomorrow during lunchtime, let's have another meeting. He's done that several times. And then also he drives me home from class, every in-person class, which is just huge. So yeah, being very helpful all around.
5: We are neighbors, so it helps.
1: All right, well, let's talk about advice for future learning teams. Uh, Corey, I wonder, uh, what advice would you have someone listening to this podcast coming in the program, starting in August, going to have their own learning team. What would you want uh, them and their teammates to think about?
2: Yeah, I think we've kind of foot stumped on it a bunch of the flexibility piece of it. Um, and I think keep it in perspective of how do you want, like what standards do you want to hold others to that, you know, that you can meet and with it being so much in flux with balancing work, life, school, et cetera, it's hard. And so, you know, if if I know I can't perform at a certain level, I shouldn't expect others to. And so just really making sure that that bar is high, but not too high, um, and also being flexible. If you realize, hey, the bar's too low and we're, we're not getting enough participation points in class because we don't know the cases well enough, maybe we should meet more often or, or whatever. Or maybe, hey, this is taking way too much time throughout the week for me, let's step it down. But have that like constant recheck dialogue uh, to to reassess over and over uh, to make sure you're flexible and you're meeting the mark on, on all fronts.
1: All right. Thank you. And for our listeners, yes, participation is part of your grade here at the Darden School of Business, maybe 35, maybe 40 percent in some classes. So uh, keep that in mind. That's all part, part of this process. Probably no surprise for a case method school. Uh, Feline, um, what advice would you share for future learning teams? What would you encourage them to think about?
3: I would say, you know, take every, taking everything in perspective and um, really trying to connect with your learning team, both on like a very professional educational basis, but also on a personal level. Because I think that makes doing the work more enjoyable. It makes it easier when, uh, you know, you're talking to a friend rather than just like a classmate, quote unquote. Um, so I think that's been very helpful and useful for us.
5: Zoe, so what would you highlight uh, for future learning teams?
4: you can always find a member of your learning team to talk to during the break. Uh, if talking to groups of people is very scary for you. Um, I think our our learning team tends to congregate in one corner of our <laughs> break area, but we're always, you know, bringing in other learning team members. It's not a click, uh, but I think we have that safe space together. So yeah, just find your, find your group of people and yeah, stick with them.
1: Yeah, it's maybe one of the overlooked benefits of the learning team, uh, we typically will announce the learning teams a couple weeks prior to the start of school with the idea that maybe the learning teams will connect before the first day of class have a chance to meet each other. Um, and it can make maybe the social aspect of the experience, you, you at least know five other people, you know, these teams typically have about six members, six, seven members. And so yeah, it's a social touch point uh, for you as you get started in your program, make that first day of class feel well, maybe a little bit less like the first day of class um, jp um, wonder as you look back i mean here you are you're through f- four quarters so we're just wrapping up exams here for quarter four moving into quarter five uh, you think about your experience here at darden uh, what's been the impact for you thus far
5: you know i think the best example of the impact has been i was switching jobs in between the program and like zoe had said right after leading organization one we would taken accounting one i think we were in the middle of accounting 2 but i remember going into that interview and the the last couple rounds of interviews and using a lot of what i had learned in the classroom not just you know hard accounting skills but also the soft skills uh, and things i'd learned about myself and bringing them into the interview and just kind of really you know knowing that i selected the right job based on what i was learning in school and then it went from there it went uh you know like i mentioned before it just feeds off of each other right so that's been a huge impact for me and i think for my other classmates i think as well
1: you as you look back on these past four quarters eight months or so um, what's been the impact of your dart experience thus far
7: yeah it's a great question um I think first and foremost, I would say the learning experience itself, um, being able to expose myself to all these um, new concepts that were extremely foreign to me to begin with. So finance, um, decision analysis. um, And then on the second uh, aspect of it was how just being within this program itself, I've already seen, I've already reaped the benefits of it, whether JP has sort of talked about in terms of, career advancement, but also applying um, some of the things that we're learning within school to a new job. Um, and so I know that being within Darden has helped me start this new job that I'm at, um, that I started in, in January, and then being able to see um, the things that we're working on, and then apply some of the concepts that I've learned uh, at Darden directly into my job. Um, and so um, that's sort of the highlight, I would say, in terms of the first few quarters thus far.
1: Kat, how about for you? What's been, what's been the impact of your Darden experience thus far?
6: I think the, the two biggest things are confidence in the, the network. So first of all, gave me the confidence to switch careers and a strategy. My new role, I'm you know supporting a lot of the leaders. So having to go into a meeting and be able to use my voice in those meetings is kind of tough for me, but the Darden MBA has, has helped me with that. And then also the network, I mean, socially and professionally, it's having 60 people who are like, smart, kind, motivated, so close to you that you get to interact with every day. It's uh, just been awesome. So.
1: Yeah, that's a nice thing. How often in your adult life do you get to meet 65 brand new, smart, motivated people all interested in growing, developing professionally, that doesn't happen uh, that often. Um, Corey, how about for you? What's been the impact to the program thus far?
2: Yeah, I think uh, kind of just opening the aperture of what's out there. So like I said, I'm active duty right now, uh, but I'm slowly transitioning to the private sector. And so, you know, Darden has a really good name out there with consulting and some some banking. And so just knowing what's out there and really the accessibility of the career center and what they have to offer, um, you know, I haven't really reaped those benefits yet. We're early on. We won't, um, we won't graduate until late 24, early 25. Uh, but just knowing those resources outside of uh, the, the cohort, uh, there's there's tons of resources out there for Darden, and the Darden name goes a long way and to get your foot in the door. Obviously, I've got to do the rest, but uh, the the resources are just um, insurmountable. Yeah,
1: I appreciate your your noting the career team. Uh, they have been doing some sessions for your class, just kind of exploratory sessions around you know what's consulting look like financial services, some of these industries that you hear a lot about. And uh, it sounds like they're starting to add some new programming for the spring and summer months as you move into the professional advancement course, uh, which you'll take uh, this summer. So uh, lots lots happening. And it sounds like your your class is very engaged with that team about resources and programming you'd like to see. So uh, Feline, how about how about for you? Uh, what's been the impact of the program thus far?
3: For me, I really appreciate how I can come out from you know, being a very clinical mindset um, and just be exposed to a very different way of thinking, approaching problems. Um, I've really appreciated that. I've appreciated being able to take that back to work um, and just working on still my clinical responsibilities, but looking at kind of the hospital administration, looking at how we are running the operating rooms, how I'm running my own operating room on a very micro level, um, and just applying the things that we're learning in class um, and additionally, Corey and I were just talking about how it's so hard uh, to make friends as an adult. And it's very nice that, you know, not only do we have this learning team, but we have 60 other people that you're uh, now growing your network with. So that's been, again, very important.
1: Yeah, You have a, several classmates uh, in your class who relocated to the D.C. area to do this program. and. Um, How nice for them to show up in a brand new place and you have all of these people uh, that you already kind of know, because virtue of a shared experience. uh, That was something that we had not anticipated as we started recruiting for the program, we just figured everybody would be local. And then we were meeting people from Miami and Hoboken and some of these other places, your classmates were before they started this program, which is really, really cool to see. So Zoe, how about for you? Uh, What's been the impact of the program thus far?
4: Yeah, uh, echoing what um, Feline said to the opportunity to be able to see different um, perspectives uh, in terms of stage of life, uh, work, uh, personal experience, um, just having people who have come from you know, Morocco or from uh, Pietros coming from, or we had uh, students who are coming from you know different countries. Uh um, oh, came from Brazil. Yeah, from Brazil. I didn't wanna name uh, <laughs> the wrong country. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think I have before the program, I have a certain bubble of connections, uh, even talking to people at work, they have, they work the same, um, area that I do. And so they have very similar, um, perspectives on healthcare. Um, but we have different people who are working in different administrations, um, or, or different, sides of the aisle um, in the government and out of the government and for-profit and not-for-profit um, organizations. And so this vast network of different personalities um, has really helped me develop uh, social, like working skills and and social skills. And uh, it's been a great experience um, that Darton has created um, of connecting everyone.
1: Yeah, to your point, it does get you out of your bubble, whether that's industry or your particular background, just around people who do very different things uh, than what you do, what the people who are typically around you uh, do, you get to hear from lots of different perspectives. and That's the benefit of the learning experience as well. Um, can I ask you just sort of a less maybe serious note about the the dinner that you're all gonna have this evening? Like how often do y'all get together um, Zoe, how often does this group like kind of get together, because I will say this is something that we get asked a lot by prospective part time students about the network and the community and how students are engaged uh, together.
4: yeah we're kind of doing the around the DMV tour um, I think all of us are slowly opening up our own homes, um, we, we tend to do it, we try to do it once every quarter. Um, definitely when the class ends. Um, some of the times, you know, it's a little awkward for us and we're not able to make it. I know I haven't been able to make some of it due to travel, uh, but I think we all try to kind of find a theme in terms of food. So we've had a pasta night where uh, we went to JP's and we made really good pasta and you made a, you know, incredible um, car- carbonara, some sort of like cheese sauce. And uh. Oh oh
5: Fredo.
4: <laughs> I Alfredo. don't know.
6: But a Alfredo is <laughs> <Fettuccino Alfredo. laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah.
4: And I think the first one we did, we went to Kat's place and she led us to her roof, which has an incredible view of DC. Um and so we took pictures there and uh, we were able to, you know, just drink wine and relax and also get to know each other's significant others. Um, some of us here are married, some of us are single, but um, it's good to know, you know, the people who are impacting our lives. And so. Yeah, it's great to to see each other and eat and break bread together.
3: And today's dinner is hosted by me <laughs> and it's going to be a full-on cooked, homemade Indian meal that I made by myself. So.
2: Get, get some culture in. Yeah,
3: we're getting some culture <laughs> in. It's going to be great. Can't wait to have you guys.
4: But no meat because she's vegetarian.
3: <laughs> that is true. Yes, sorry. About that. There will be no meat. <laughs>
1: Well, that's awesome. Well, Learning Team 5, thank you so much. I I will know for our listeners, this shows you the dedication of our students. So not only do they have a Learning Team dinner tonight, but we're recording this on a Sunday afternoon, sun shining here in Washington, D.C., and these people said, you know what, Uh, we would like to spend our time from four to five talking with you about our experience uh, in the program, how our team works together. So Learning Team 5, thank you so much uh, for doing this. It's been wonderful catching up with you, and I hope you have a great team dinner this evening.
4: Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Thanks, Brett.
3: Yeah, thanks, Brett.
0: Uh, thanks for having us, Brett. Thank you, guys. See you guys soon. Bye-bye. Thanks, everybody. And that was my conversation with Learning Team 5 from our part-time MBA class of 2025. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at exec, that's E-X-E-C, MBA, at Darden.Virginia.edu. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.